Good morning, everybody. Today we start in a new book of the Old Testament, another of the minor prophets, the book of Micah in chapter 1. And Micah lived uh, kind of to the west, southwest of Jerusalem near the border of Philistia. Uh, he uh, preached, was a prophet at the same time as Isaiah in the, say, late 700s and early 600s B.C., his message was both to the southern kingdom of Ju Judah, whose capital was Jerusalem, and the northern kingdom of Israel or Samaria, whose capital was a, a relatively young city called Samaria. And his message is that the sins of these two countries is going to result in, in their being judged by the Lord, their being destroyed. Um, and, and the northern kingdom of Israel or Samaria was destroyed during Micah's lifetime in 722 BC by the Assyrians. Uh, the destruction of the southern kingdom of Judah was delayed by more than a century and it happened after Micah had already died, but he prophesied that it would happen. Um, it happened in 587 uh, BC and, and uh, uh, the northern kingdom was judged and destroyed sooner because every king she had was wicked or evil and did not walk with God, worshiped idols. The southern kingdom, the judgment was delayed by more than a century because she had uh, some good kings, some evil kings. It was like a roller coaster ride, okay? You never knew what you were going to get. Um, and he uses in the early part of chapter one some very apocalyptic literature, similar to what you might read in Revelation, to describe God's judgment. So let's look what, at what he says, um, starting in verse three. He says, For behold, the Lord is coming forth from his place. He will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. So he pictures God's coming judgment as God literally leaving his throne, literally leaving heaven and coming down to earth to judge. Uh, God doesn't have to do that, but, but that's the picture, the image of God coming in judgment. He says in verse 4, The mountains will melt under him and the valleys will be split like wax before the fire, like water poured down a steep place. Now, that doesn't mean that when God comes to judge, say, the northern kingdom of Israel in 722 with the Assyrians, that the mountains will literally split in two and, and water will cover the land and, and uh, the mountains will, will melt and all of that. It's an apocalyptic image to paint the picture of the, of the destructive nature of the intensity, the severity, if you will, of God's judgment. Uh, several weeks ago, back in December, when we were reading Revelation, we said essentially the same thing, that much of the language there is apocalyptic to paint a picture describing the severity of everything. And if you stop trying to figure out what every little image means, then you'll understand Revelation. The same thing is true with Micah. He's just saying God's coming in judgment, and it's going to be harsh. It's going to be severe. It's going to be catastrophic. That's the message. He said in verse 5, all this is for the rebellion of Jacob and for the sins of the house of Israel. It's because of the sins of the people of God. What is the rebellion of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? What is the high place of Judah? Is it not Jerusalem? In other words, the Jerusalem, the capital of the south, and Samaria, the capital of the north, are the centers of their sin the centers of their rebellion. 
And thus in the north, all wicked kings. In the south, some good and some wicked. But judgment's coming on both because of the wicked. It's just that in the south, it's delayed because they did have some good kings. In verse 6, he describes this judgment this way. He says, I will make Samaria, the northern kingdom and its capital, a heap of ruins in the open country, planting places for a vineyard. I will pour her stones down into the valley and will lay bare her foundations. In other words, the destruction is going to be massive. And that's exactly what happened. Now, in verse 7, he says, Your false religion and your financial, physical resources, your possessions will not help you when the judgment comes. Look at verse 7. All of her idols will be smashed. The idols associated with the false religion, the pagan gods. All of her earnings will be burned with fire. So when God comes in judgment, what you possess, your money, your resources, your false religion, your false belief, your false ideas are absolutely useless. They don't benefit you any at all. And then dropping down at the end of verse 12 in chapter 1, he says, because a calamity has come down from the Lord to the gate of Jerusalem. God is coming to judge Jerusalem. It happened a little bit more than a century after Micah in 587. Look with me at verse 13, at the end of verse 13. Um, to the daughter of Zion, which is Jerusalem, because in you were found the rebellious acts of Israel. So Jerusalem and Judea in the south many times sinned in the same way as Ahab and Jeroboam and Omri and others, these wicked kings of the north. It just wasn't as consistent because it was interrupted with some good kings. And so, so he says the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom, you both have rebelled against God, abandoned God, worshiped idols and all of that, and they're going to be judged. It's just that the good kings in the south delayed the judgment some. That's, that's the, the message here. And as I reflected on that, one of the things I wrote in my journal is, is, Steve, don't allow evil to influence me. Okay? The southern kingdom was influenced by the northern kingdom. And even when we looked at Jehoshaphat in the past, his political, military, and economic alliances with the, the kings of the north, with Ahab, Ahab's two sons after him, the wicked influence of the north. And so Jeroboam's son, who married Ahab's daughter, became an evil king and led the southern kingdom of Judah astray. Steve, I keep saying to myself, don't allow evil in this world to shape me, my thinking, to influence me. And that's a message for you. Don't allow the sinful ideologies, the sinful practices of this world, of this culture, to shape you and your, or influence you, shape how you think and what you do. You be faithful to God and to the Word of God no matter what. That's, that's the message of Mike. Hey, God bless you, and I'll see you next time.